cook it, throw the fish away, and eat the manure. Today is January 25th, 2022, and you're listening to the Tom and Scott Podcast, broadcasting from both ends of the I-35 corridor, directly to your ears with a fresh look at pop culture, current events, and whatever we find interesting. I'm Scott, the guy who wishes he had web shooters, and... And I'm Tom. I'm referring to release my music catalog to any music streaming service with this podcast on it. (laughs) Amen to that, brother. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Uh, so it's been a little over a month since we've been able to talk. Sorry about uh, if you're listening. I had a misadjusted level. So when Tom jumped in there, it got really loud. But I'll try to adjust it in post. Fix it but, in post. Yep, yeah, it. fix it in post. I, it's a technological, a te- well, easy for me to say, technological genius, folks. Yeah. Thank you. You'll get it fixed. Thank you, software engineers who make software to allow us to do that. But <laughs> I, you know what I found out with uh, the Manchild and the Old Guy podcast is that I was sitting here doing all these adjustments, and I was turning the wrong knob, which isn't helpful. And I'm sitting there like moving things and adjusting mic gains on the software I record with, which is Audacity. And uh, man, having a man child do a bunch of adjustments as uh, he's doing stuff and nothing was working. And I had to go in and spent like an hour post-production in our last podcast fixing things to realize that, yeah, at the end of the podcast, I realized I was turning the wrong knob, which is quite irritating. But, well, in the uh, trades, we would call that either a layer eight error, which is a networking joke, or of course, Pebcac. Pebcac? What's yeah. Pebcac? Problem encountered between care, uh, chair and keyboard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always familiar with the uh, ID 10T error. Yeah, that that would be a third one. Yes. That's a classic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how was your Christmas and New Year? Uh, really good. Uh, way too much traveling, uh, especially in this uh, day and age. But um, Did he- and we were just musing about how fast the mail system was over christmas yeah. so uh yeah because a whole <laughs> bunch of people are just now getting your christmas cards that's right my sister called me today 36 days after it was mailed saying we got it so <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, wrong US year person. wrong month eh, that's okay it was cool mary puts a lot of work into the cards so yeah she they are fantastic yeah if you if you've seen any of uh tom's wife mary's work it's amazing i you know, she was posting on Facebook recently those Eiffel Towers she was making. Yeah. Those were amazing. Yeah. And she's made, uh, I don't know, a thousand of them. No, like 16 of them for this yeah. party. So yeah, pretty just, crazy. And she was doing that on her Kirk circuit cricket thing, right? Cricket, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they look fabulous. So I, her detail is just amazing. So I'm glad God has gifted her in that amazing way. And she's got her own little, uh, she shed in the middle of your house doing that, so to speak. We sort of repurposed one big room for, so we have a he shed and a she shed. Yeah. By the seashore. No. Uh, <laughs> one side's fully networked. <laughs> well, networked enough. But uh, <laughs> so what it made me think of doing all this driving is, and plenty of time to think, by the way, is just how dependent i am on gps and everybody is on gps and like all technologies we really kind of take it for granted so i don't know can i can i wax on a little bit about uh well it is it is time for tom's interesting fact oh do i have a jingle no (laughs) maybe i'll make one no here i'll give you a jingle it's time (laughs) for tom's interesting fact doot doot uh Cut print. <laughs> well, I would play, play the jingle, but it's in my music catalog. So, and by the way, we'll explain, explain that joke later <laughs> if you don't know what it is. Um, anyway, so GPS, uh, global positioning system. And I mean, basically, it's just a system of satellites. That's the system 32 satellites around the globe 
Um, and at the heart of the technology is just each of those satellites broadcasting its position as in around the world and the time. Now the time sounds silly, but it will become evident shortly. So that's really all it's doing. So all of the work is ba- is your phone or whatever receiver you have, GPS receiver you have. So as long as your receiver sees four of them, I didn't know a couple of these facts. I had to look them up. So giving attribution to the interwebs that know all. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, as long as your GPS receiver or phone can see four satellites, and I say see because it's picking up the radio waves, which is light, yeah. um, then it can determine your location. So three for like a 2D location and four for elevation because planes use these two. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that's interesting and the part that really annoys me Part of my 90% solution uh, uh, tirade, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> when something gets closer to 100%, every 1% you get closer to 100% is so annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but GPS can't tell which way you're facing. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not, I mean, it's not really part of your phone. It's just seeing these beams of light. So unless you're moving, it can't tell anything about you. It just tells you your location. Longitude, latitude, and elevation. And this, for kids who are taking algebra right now, this is uh, where vectors come in to figure out what direction you're moving on your GPS. So every time you're using a GPS, you actually are using algebra, even though you're not doing the calculations. But go on. I just wanted to prove a, <laughs> prove a point to all those kids out there. I'll never use this. Well, oh, yeah. I, I hear that from people in, in, the, in the industry, too. Oh, whoever used algebra, it's like you're a programmer doofus use it constantly you're using it right now (laughs) sorry it's just a system of logic no no you're good jumping on a hobby horse so we're gonna have to have your uh your tirade your rant uh jingle too but anyway so now we have a location and and as scott was saying once you move it can not only tell which direction you're going but how fast you're going just the, the difference between two things pretty simple physics but the way it determines your location is amazing. So, you know how fast light goes, right, Scott? Mm-hmm. 186,000 so, miles a second. Yeah. So, 186,000 miles per second or seven to eight times around the world every second. Mm-hmm. But the way it determines it is that your phone, your supercomputer in your pocket, actually adjusts how long that beam took to get from the satellite to your phone to all four of the satellites. Mm-hmm. And determining the distance, it can tell within about five meters or 16 feet how far away you are from that satellite. So, again, the more you think about it, the more, oh, my goodness, it's so impressive. Because we're talking about a very, very small fraction of a second. Yeah. 186. I mean, if it was 186,000th, it would be a mile. So it has to be far more accurate than that to get down to five meters, 16 feet. So that's pretty cool. Now there's a couple problems, just like radio signals. Sometimes it bounces. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it gets blocked. This, that's why this, I say there's, there's 32 in the sky. And this is why when you're in like downtown Chicago or you're in the Rocky Mountains, like all of a sudden your GPS will get wonky on you because you're getting reflections rather than the true signal. That's right. That's right. Same thing with AM radio. Yeah. It's re- it really doesn't work very well in the in big cities or in the mountains. Uh, well, neither, nothing does. <laughs> but um, so now you got to take that information, put it onto a GPS turn by turn app with maps of the world. And I mean, I use Waze, which is crowdsourced information. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, I, of course, change my voice to sound like Jarvis. <laughs> so it'll say. Warning, pothole in road ahead, you know, so <laughs> you get all that crazy stuff or, you know, uh, it'll reroute me uh, based on traffic. If traffic's real heavy and it's, it's really fantastic. And do a all U-turn. of this. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you missed the turn, moron. I think <laughs> it said that before. But um, so the amount of calculations going through your phone, it's it's why. You really want to turn your GPS GPS off if you're not driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who wants to test that, shove it in your pocket and go in the gas station on a long trip 
and uh, <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> so, it, it's processing. Um, yeah. And it also drains your battery really fast. But yeah. again, that, oh, and the phones. I forgot about this part. Some of them augment location with cell tower information, which is pretty much the same oh. uh, calculation. It sees how long it part, takes yeah. that signal to get to you. And uh, since the satellites are moving, they actually have to use relativity to adjust their clocks oh, I thought they all were the G- time. So they're not ge- uh, they're not ge- geos. I thought they were too. Yeah, they're. Yeah, like I thought 20. they were geosynchronous. No, no that, and and I did as well, but they're not. They're mm. like twenty thousand kilometers high. What's that? Twelve thousand miles, I think. Just twenty. Quick yeah, guess somewhere. Yeah, about. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty neat. Well, they, and again, I mean, I, I was looking it up, and they've gotten more expensive, but you can get a handheld just GPS receiver. For when you're in the woods, mm-hmm. that's not your phone. They used to be cheaper. I saw uh, 50-ish for really, really bare bones, $100, $200. You know, that's actually so, not too bad. But that's, for that tech- considering the work that that sucker does, Yeah, that is really crazy. So, so yeah, the, the interesting thing about the time sequence on it is there's a commercial um, logarithm that the... You know, because GPS, it, those of you who don't think the military does anything, GPS is a military <laughs> byproduct that consumers can use. So the, the commercial side of GPS, uh, they allow it out to a certain time. De- so this all works out to a decimal point, basically. The military side of that goes, I, I don't remember how many, I'll say three decimal places. I don't quite remember but the time signature on the military side puts everything within three feet. So, uh, yeah. And that's for targeting mostly. Probably. Yeah. That's for <laughs> making, when you watch the, like some of the video from the, the first and the second Gulf war and you saw missiles flying down the street and making left turns at intersections <laughs> and flying into little three by three vents on the side of buildings and blowing up in the center. Uh, that was GPS directed. That isn't just uh, the camera looking at the ground in radar direction. That's GPS saying, hello, we're going to fly this right up your rear end. And, but I uh, bet it didn't have Jarvis's voice. No, it probably didn't. Okay. Surprise. I don't know. Maybe it did. Sounded more like Skynet. Um, now, that, that stuff's not going to run on iPhone. That's like no, yeah, $20,000 that, equipment. So. Yeah. And that and again, that's uh, all the uh, interesting, if you watch... Um, Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond movie. Of course, the one of the premises of that is they take a GPS unit and alter the time signature on it, which alters the location of a British ship by several, like 30 miles or something like that. So they couldn't find the ship in the water, and somebody was able, the bad guy was able to steal the missiles. But that's that concept is they altered the timing chip inside the GPS receiver so therefore, it thought it was in a different spot relative to the satellites, and as it was doing that time signature, that's what put the ship off track. So uh, it, and there's a a real world example in a movie, <laughs> which is I, awesome. I, I guess what I'm getting at is, I had so much time to think about it that I realized how much we take it for granted, and just like yeah. Oh, I'll just use GPS, and now I don't know where anything is. If I don't have GPS, I can't get there. There, so, uh, you know, there has been a study recently uh, within the last three or four years. I think John Dvorak talked about it on No Agenda Show too. That yep. there's an issue with people now that um, they use GPS for everything, even just driving on normal routes that they take all the time, and people's minds are being altered by that. They don't. There's some neurons and stuff that aren't connecting the way they used to when we had to remember these kind of things. So that makes sense. You know, I live in the Twin Cities, so there's a lot of traffic here. So there's some days I do use the GPS going someplace um, because I want to know about traffic patterns and such. Is there a quicker route because of an accident or something like that? But most days I try not to use it unless I'm there. And I. When I go to visit the kids in Omaha, I always turn the GPS on, not for anything else other than to tell me where the police are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also wish if I had one suggestion for the UPS, or actually it's the turn by turn people, like Waze and uh, Google Maps and that. 
can I get a 30 second shut up button for the computer? <laughs> yeah. Cause when I, when I put in the route and I'm leaving my house, I spend the whole time getting out of my neighborhood going, no, I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. Yeah. Recalculating. <laughs> now, Recalculating. Sometimes it knows better because sometimes it'll say, you know, turn right. And I'm like, okay, buddy, I'm trusting you. And I save 15 minutes off a long trip. So I appreciate that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, another cool thing about this is technically the infrastructure. I know satellites are expensive for us Terrans. But if we were to if we were to colonize Mars, mm-hmm. we could implement new software, similar hardware, deploy the satellites, and it would work on Mars. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's because it's and it's really tough to spoof because you know not a lot of people can get into space. Um, yeah, William Shatner. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Strahan. But, um, now, hopefully, none of these satellites go out because. We got a little trouble going into space ourselves as a country. But, uh, well, I don't. Yeah, and I, I don't think the military is actually using the GPS satellite, the old GPS satellites anymore. Now they did just put up a whole new set a few years ago. But I, there's a new standard that only the military uses. So, um, I remember reading it about about it someplace but i have to do some research to figure out what that is but um i they started to replace uh, maybe like 10 years ago they started replacing the uh, gps satellites because they had, were hitting into that 15 to 20 year mark and mm-hmm. then um i i don't think the military actually uses it in general anymore they have a new system so they probably don't want to get uh, hijacked like that movie yeah, it, right. it was a <laughs> probably... it was a clarion call to them too yeah well, and enemy, uh, you know, because we've we commercialized everything in the United States. So our mm-hmm. GPS, we commercialized it. So in general, enemy combatants are using our own GPS signals against us now. So sure, and uh, it's something that only the military could have done because there was no money in it. Oh, it's free, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so, I mean, it's free to consume and. Um, I don't know. It's just something interesting to think yeah. about, I thought. No. So. Thank you. Thank you for Tom's interesting fact. Dump. Isn't that bloviating? <laughs> something like Maybe that. I was bloviating. <laughs> well, let's get into some uh, news stories here. So, we uh, like to talk about Florida. And um, this was an interesting story that happened over... The new year. The window popped up where you can't see it. Let me move it back over here. So Florida police charged two women for throwing glitter on a man during an argument. Now, your wife is similar to my wife in her crafting prowess. And uh, my wife always calls glitter the herpes of the uh, craft world. So I don't know what your wife calls Uh, it. It certainly doesn't go away. That's a... Yeah, it's pretty apropos kind of thing. So, and these two women are just their faces and their um, arresting pictures are just funny. So, two Clearwater, Florida women are facing felony charges of burglary with assault or battery after throwing glitter on a man during an argument, according to local reports. So, they've uh, they're on charges of being held for seventy five thousand dollar bond. They have since been released. The two women were accused of showing up at the victim's apartment on Monday. This was a couple weeks ago, at which point they began to argue from his uh, ground level patio. And then uh, at at that point, Franks and O'Dullivan, the two ladies, allegedly threw a container of glitter at the victim, hitting him in his head and torso. Investigators said Franks then jumped over a fence and into the patio victim's patio and threw more containers of glitter at him. And, uh, so they walked into the front door of the apartment so that Franks uh, could let her in and then threw more glitter at the man. And so (laughs) they're also accused of kicking and breaking a lower window in the victim's apartment. Uh, They tracked down their car, which I'm sure had glitter all over it, which the two (laughs) women drove to their own apartment and noted glitter inside the vehicle. Uh, Yep. Okay. So hot. Well, first you you touched on it. Their mug shots are yeah. 
the art looked good. It's like they're like, hey, we're here so, to get a picture taken. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sarah Franks almost looks Joker-esque. <laughs> but I mean, it, usually people don't look happy. Yeah. Those yeah. are fairly favorable pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, they arrested us for glitter, a glitter bomb. I, so I wonder if there were other, uh, we'll say chemical assistance of some sort. Uh, yeah. Legal or otherwise. Something like that. The, I, if you're the guy and you're, how, how is a police officer, are you filling out this report? <laughs> okay. So two women broke into your apartment and attacked you with glitter. <laughs> you know, I, if I was the police officer filling out this report, I think I would be laughing at these guys, but you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he's seen it all. Maybe he's ready to go. So why did they? Never mind. I'm in Florida. You know, maybe he's <laughs> at that level of uh, introspection that he knows. Yeah, the craziest <laughs> stuff happens here. There's something in the water. <laughs> oh, glitter now. Yeah. So, but there's you know, as we've always said, that um, there's something in the water in Florida that causes this kind of weird stuff go to go on. So, okay, so enough of the lighthearted Florida stuff. I didn't clip any stories, but I just thought we, uh, right now, in the Ukraine, of course, there's allegedly Russian troops uh, coalescing at the border of the Ukraine. And, um, of course, uh, the United States is doing its thing. And uh, just wanted to kind of discuss it just for a second with you about uh what's going what your thoughts about what's going on here so i With the amount and flavor of the news i've been seeing yeah i feel handled how does that i mean and i guess we usually are but i feel like we're being kind of massaged into a an opinion pretty heavily i don't know about you uh i would i would concur with that and not that we usually aren't, but it doesn't seem as uh, skillful as usual. <laughs> it seems rather evident what they're doing. So, um, well, um, as you and I have both served in the military, U.S. Air Force, go wings. Um, the, uh, I mean, we know a little bit about this. Of course, it's been a number of years, but I know enough to know uh, that when they start pulling government officials out that that is the precursor to the acknowledgement that something's going to happen except in this situation only the u.s pulled people out now that's a red flag to me if if only the u.s is pulling people out and the uk and france and germany and everybody else isn't and the ukraine when you listen to stories out of the Ukraine, they're like, what What are you doing, United States? There's there's really mixed messages coming from our own media here in the States compared to overseas media that I'm not going to say they're downplaying it, but they're not raising it to the security threat level that the United States is. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's very wag the dogish, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, I, and I feel like... Was that uh, I think Ben Shapiro in one of his shows in the last few days uh, talked about that the way the Biden administration is handling itself compared to Russia right now. They're actually they're they're trying to do a um, policy of de-escalation, but they're actually backing Putin into a corner and he doesn't like to back down or do pull back they're not allowing him to save face in the situation mm-hmm. so he's going to look if he if he backs off and doesn't attack now he's actually being being put into a situation where um he's going to look bad no matter what so why not just go ahead and attack because the united states has messed this around in a way that um that's the only way i'm going to save face with my own country that makes yeah, sense. They're they're more concerned with optics than the actual um yeah. negotiations, the diplomacy. Yeah. And I don't think most Americans well maybe they do, but a lot of Americans don't understand 
just because you understand what the country is doing doesn't mean we understand how the other side's taking it yeah. or even what information they're getting. Um, and we thrive off public opinion, but, uh, you know, more, more controlled, we'll say semi totalitarian, <laughs> um, <laughs> more controlled, more lockdown cultures don't, they don't get news free flowing. Um, not that ours isn't controlled somewhat, but, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, our news cycle, they, they make stuff up just to, you know. Well, yeah, there's, there's a lot of squirrels in our news. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the, after 9-11, it was every day, it was, what is our threat condition today? I mean, that went on for years. Mm-hmm. Kind of just to spook us into thinking everybody's a terrorist, basically. Well, I, uh, after the Afghan debacle, which there's still Americans stuck over there, mm-hmm. and uh, who knows how many women are being put into sex slavery because of poor decisions, and um, and we could have left an air the Bagram Air Base just staffed and got the rest of our forces out of the country. Uh, you know, that's another decision that was interesting. Uh, and killed a lot of people, and will continue to kill a lot of people. And there are some uh, initial reports right now that potentially a million people will die over this winter in Afghanistan because of uh, gas, natural gas. Uh, yeah, it, shortages just, or well, just the yeah, because the Taliban doesn't run the country in a way that is free for everybody. So they'll sh- if they don't like you. As in the old Soviet Union, we'll just withhold food from you. So that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I do see some um, rather um, breaks in the Democrat firewall when it comes to the president. And I think uh, I just popped this story up. NBC's Chuck Todd, Biden no longer seems as competent, no longer seen as competent and effective. Now, uh, Chuck Todd... Um, is a big Democrat um, talking head. Um, you know, I, I'm sure he thinks he's independent thought and all of that, but, you know, he's the guy on Meet the Press and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, he, uh, citing a poll, declared Biden's 43% approval rating showed he'd lost his identity and was no longer seen as competent and effective in the eyes of voters spelling a potential shellacking for Democrats in November. So when when you have somebody like, I always want to say it the way, did you ever hear how Rush Limbaugh would introduce him? Oh, yeah. There's a little, a little prefix on his name. Yes. The F. Chuck Todd. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, oh, I'm thinking of Mark Levin was. Oh, Chuck yeah. Todd, no. so. yeah. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh would always say F. Chuck Todd. <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, if you if you have somebody like Chuck Todd who's kind of backing away from supporting the president, because he's one of, all along, he's been one of his biggest supporters. I didn't notice this picture that Fox News put up that makes it look like the Jeff Dunham's puppet. Well, I Walter. Think looks like that. So yeah, well, he does, but that picture especially, if you go into the show <laughs> notes and click on the link, you'll see a picture of Biden that looks just like, is that Walter? In Jeff Dunham's oh, yeah. thing, yeah. All so, you have to do is cross his arms; it'd be a dead ringer. That's yeah. right. Yeah, put a little extra hair coming out of the ears. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So the you know the uh, if if you got by people like Chuck Todd, uh, kind of starting to turn and and to sh- go against the president, I I think that's very telling. Personally, what do you think? And and more than that, I don't think. Chuck Todd would say that if a certain amount of people didn't want him to. I'm not saying he's a puppet, but necessarily, but I think there's off-limits subjects. And up to this point, I think it's been off-limits. So maybe not. I have heard some other cracks, like you say, in the firewall. So, And it, um, I was thinking uh, yesterday about this, that um, 
if Democratic pundits are starting to say this now, are they saying it in a way to try to distance the president from the next election cycle in the hopes of admitting that he's not quite where he should be, so therefore vote more Democrats in to help him out? Do you think they're thinking that along those kind of lines? You should be a strategist. Now, that's that's pretty interesting. I never... Yeah. I never considered that because they they just they're so lockstep all the time that this kind of breakaway was surprising <clears throat> to me because um, I mean, he's. The president's done some really ludicrous stuff that they've all just like brushed off and so oh, it's just old Joe mm-hmm. kind of thing. But man, that I don't know that I'm just wondering what the modus operandi is on this, but I, I want, but I do wonder if they're trying to bridge some gap in there by making it's okay to make the president look a little off because when it comes to the November elections, we'll say, well, we're going to put more Democrats in to kind of, of course, be against the Republicans, but counteract what's happening with the president because we all know he's in cognitive de- decline. So I don't know. Well, I will say he had that long press conference, which I was surprised. Uh, you know, I was too, because it yeah. usually, well, I was wondering what they shot him up with. Like how <laughs> yeah, much? It's usually 19 minutes or so. Yeah. is how long the drugs work. Yeah, but at about um, 15 minutes, he usually starts slurring his speech. So, <laughs> but he was actually, and, you know, he got cantankerous. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of reporters, especially that, I don't remember the question of that one younger reporter, but he'd like really let him kind of have it. Oh, like, that's right. That's right. I heard that. Yeah. And then he, he called, uh, Peter Ducey was getting ushered out of the room along with all the other reporters and was yelling questions like he always does from Fox news. And then the president called him an SOB. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then I guess the president called him later and said, "Hey, it's you know, it's just business, pal. You go right ahead asking your questions or whatever." So <laughs> it is a uh, quite interesting when um, President Biden speaks. Um, so we just had Martin Luther King Day, and uh, uh, one of the companies out there decided to go full commie pinko. That's what I say, but uh, full progressive liberal. And Prinzi Spices CEO declares MLK weekend, Republicans are racist weekend. And so um, he suggested that all Republicans fantasize about killing black people. And his quote actually is, remember how Republicans going against a mountain of evidence to the contrary once lied and said BLM wasn't a peaceful movement, but instead terrorist inciting violence throughout the country and then race out to buy a crap load of guns because maybe they were finally <laughs> going to get their chance to shoot a black person. What a bunch of racists. Now, I smell chemical imbalance. <laughs> um, okay. You know, there's nothing like a straw man argument to yeah. uh, make your only point. So that's interesting. You're highlighting the jerk. Um, <laughs> jerk chicken. <laughs> jerk. Jerk. Spice. Um, looking at the storefront, I don't think a lot of Republicans go in there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't tend to. Well, we neither of us really identify with a party. No. And I'm quite annoyed with everyone these days. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just. Okay. BLM wasn't a peaceful movement. It's not always. I did hear some people say terrorists inciting violence. And in some cases, they were right. Mm-hmm. buying a crap load of guns well, that's because people said they were going to take them away i'm in texas and they keep asking me if i have nothing yeah they're like because you got to take one so they try to give me one no, when you, yeah when you get your driver's license you get a weapon there <laughs> at the airport you yeah. carrying guns no <laughs> oh here's one <laughs> and i exaggerate of course but uh i don't know well I, for me i assume there's a point where an advert advertising because this is advertising yeah is um is so disconnected from reality and so pandering to the people that already come to your shop that um 
it works. Uh, but it backfires. I mean, I remember this is going to seem silly, but body armor drinks. Mm-hmm. I still have it in my head that they're evil. And it's because they endorsed some athlete who came out and was just went on this ty- ridiculous tirade. Mm-hmm. And so it works both ways. Somebody might have gone, oh, yeah, I need to get body armor drinks. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when when somebody in the house asked me for body armor, it's like, not happening. Uh, I, nah, I do, but it's like, mm-hmm. so it does backfire. And, yeah. oh, it's not on your list, but apparently something is afoot at Disney. So, uh, oh, fingers crossed. Uh, hopefully they'll come back from the edge. But, uh, you mean for another podcast, how's that? All the commie pinkos aren't quite. Uh, they're just off. they're interested in making money, and so apparently the president said, "If you're not here to make money, there's the door." Oh, well, that's not a bad philosophy. Uh, no, no, that's <laughs> that's pretty good for a business, I think, to have. Yeah, well, that's what you know. I I go when when a CEO decides to uh, say stuff like this, which obviously, you know, this is the old "what if" if you switched. The connotation here from Republican to Democrat and say something else, then that person gets lambasted and they 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 have to quit their business and sign over their company and all of that stuff. But and honestly, they kind of probably should. Yeah. So that's why I kind of am on the side of just shut up. Yeah. Did you hear about Black Rifle Coffee? No. So are you familiar with the product? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we're way off. Way off the beat here. Yeah. So Black Rifle Coffee. They're really interesting, like website and mm-hmm. products and everything, and they're supposedly uh, pro Second Amendment and just like big into that. Well, they gave an interview and they basically said, "Now we're a bunch of uh, liberal progressives, and our clientele are just a bunch of idiots." Oh. That's okay, we'll keep. But yeah, and their sales just plummeted, and they're going, "What's the problem?" <laughs> yeah. Uh- you well, were selling, you were selling not just coffee because it was pretty expensive. It yeah. was good. I had a bag. I, I ordered one bag ages ago. Not a big Second Amendment guy, but I'm I'm a big freedom guy. Yeah. Um, and you like your coffee. And I love coffee. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was just so disingenuous. That's That was a big part of their product was their identification. Well, so and that's they where... didn't know that, that when they dissolved that, it'd be gone. Yeah, I and that's what I'm getting at. Why why would you try to alienate half your customer base? Mm-hmm. I can't remember the athlete who said Republicans buy shoes too or something like that. They, I think oh, I've that, heard it was, that was Jordan. Mike, but, that was Michael Jordan. Yeah, who's yeah. certainly not a Republican. But uh, no. the thing is, we're all consumers. We're all Americans, and yeah. when you disagree with a person, that doesn't well doesn't make them wrong. It yeah, really doesn't. No it's, matter how much you think you're on the side of right, it, it's it just their makes perspective. Them a different mindset. Yeah, I yeah. and I yeah, I don't I don't get that philosophy of. Well, first off, just because you get paid a million dollars to catch a football doesn't make you an expert in anything besides catching a football. So uh, you know, I I have um, there are several products I refuse to buy simply because of political statements that corporations have made and and some of the products <laughs> sorry what's that i said nike <laughs> could be um uh and some of the products i really enjoyed and actually think are better quality but i i refuse to uh, make sure that my money goes towards helping them promote some kind of Stereo, and this is what I, a stereo, stereotyping philosophy. And so this, uh, you know, the spice company, that's stereo, to say all Republicans are racist is ludicrous. You can't say that about, you can't even get the American population to agree that we landed on the moon. So how can you say that all Republicans are racist? I mean, that's. Oh, yeah. If, if you want to see um, when a survey is falsified look for numbers over 97 percent. yeah Climate and if change. you dig into it it's almost always baloney yeah it, it's so generalized that 
everybody would, if you don't answer yes to it, you're, you're a moron. You know, it's like, should we torture babies? <laughs> well, honestly, it doesn't even matter the subject. Yeah. That, because there's enough of a contrarian base of human beings that it's, you're almost always going to have a 10% breakaway. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, there, there are polarizing events to be sure, but uh, and don't, anyway. And you can't throw out the sociopath phenomenon. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, so. So another kind of crazy culture thing is they've heard a lot about this in the last week or so is these thieves that have been looting trains. Uh, Los Angeles, we've heard about it in Chicago, too. And um, first off, don't they aren't they concerned about the environment? Because they sure are polluters. Um, you know what? I just thought of a joke. They're not <laughs> robbing it. They want to turn the freight train into light rail. Ah, bum, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Okay, it was funnier in my head, <laughs> but uh, it, yeah, if uh, if y'all haven't seen this, it's striking. It looks like an abandoned railway railroad that's been sitting there for twenty years. Yeah, and that a hurricane came through and just dumped trash on everything. Yeah, this is despicable. I mean, besides the theft, what well, and the, the disregard for. Everything, your fellow human, your culture, your city, your yeah, the disregard for public or people's private property, you know, which obviously is on these train and containers. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand. And uh, of course, we're you know, I'm not wired to steal stuff. I don't even know how they're turning it into cash. It does seem very organized, though, the mm -hmm. way they're suspended. And I just pulled. A, I'll put one story in the show notes, but there's lots of. Um, Twitter users that have posted videos of them just walking, and there's still like Amazon Prime like envelopes that are still that are addressed to somebody that were on these trains and they didn't value them, so they just threw them to the side. They have not even been opened. They don't even know what's inside. Oh, wait so. a second! I think I see one of Mary's cards. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Christmas cards yeah. laying there in the trash. And honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell. There are just thousands, tens of thousands of packages. Yeah, boxes. And can you imagine you see the next Amazon? You see uh, everything. Can you imagine next time it rains, what that's all going to stink and smell like? And uh, yeah, it's just it's pathetic. And this is like this first picture on the Yahoo News website looks Look, like a prime a, truck. Yeah, I know. Prime isn't truck that British? <laughs> isn't that Smart classic? Guy. <laughs> yeah so this looks like a third world country and that's yeah. why i clipped this story is I, this is not the america i grew up in yeah. uh I, and i don't get it. i don't understand the mentality behind it and uh, i've known you know my uh, last position with the company i work for um there was a young lady who was messing around train tracks and ended up losing her legs over it so I don't understand, um, you know, when I was a kid, there were some train tracks in the neighborhood and every once in a while we'd put a penny on the train track and then come back the next day to see how squished it was because of the train, right? I mean, that's that's what we did on the trains. Didn't your mother tell you you were going to derail your tr the train? Train because of a penny. Yeah. So many people told me that. I'm like, <laughs> give me a break. Have you seen the rails moving when the train goes yeah. over? <laughs> Those train cars weigh more than two pounds. And, Not uh, to mention, I, I went down the tracks in my hometown when I, I don't remember how old it was, and I picked up, I don't know, 30 pounds of spikes. Oh, wow. That it just that were not, loose? I, I didn't pull them out. They're just not loose. E um, wow, that's a big cat. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Yeah, so I, I don't know. What what's going on in our culture? Yeah, part of it is people just feel marginalized, and uh, you know, if you, if you don't have enough money or margin in your life, you're going to steal stuff, I guess. So we can go to uh, some kind of crazy stories out there. So giant cat looks set looks to set the or to break the world record after weighing twenty seven point five pounds. So uh, I would have guessed more. You, you're a cat person. I'm not a cat person. So, 
This cat is massive. Now, I don't know the lady who's holding the cat. That her head is as big as the cat's. Yeah. Or the cat's is as big as it's hers. the head, and the ears are massive. That's what I was thinking. That's got to be more than 27 pounds. Well, cats are kind of It looks photoshopped because it's totally proportional. Yeah. but I Now, my son is enamored with the carrot cows. Have you seen them? Carrot cows? Cats. <laughs> it's He sends me little gif things all the time. Caracal. I think caracal, caracal. But anyway, that's even bigger than those. That's insanely huge. Wow. My goodness. Uh, let's see. I don't know if it says what breed. Uh, How old? 22 months. So there. See, I've seen a 25 pound cat before. Now it was, it looked like a bowling ball. Yeah. Because it was just a big blob, but. So 22, only 22 months old. Oh my gosh. Which means that I get in the story, it says it's still growing then. Well, cats live to be almost 20 years old sometimes. That one probably won't. Yeah. But wow. So Maine Coons grow to th- oh, there grow three to four years. Maine Coons. Yeah. Wow. Maine Coons. He's still a kitten. Yeah. So it's oh just goodness. a massive cat. So what do you use instead of a ball of yarn? Yeah. Uh, puppy. <laughs> yeah, I need to have that cat come talk to my youngest pug, who's still attacking our cats. Oh, gosh. I think that'll end that. Yeah. In this this cat's eyes, I they're kind of yellow and green. I don't know. It It's spooky to me. Well, cats are always been kind of that. I don't know. But in the, before the Middle Age or before the plague, they were considered evil because they sure. look like Satan. Oh well, there is and that. and then they started killing all the rats and the mice, and then they were our saviors. So, um, and then, and then so there was for, Stephen King, and for for our gamer <laughs> friends, um, that cat looked like a Khajiit. If you've oh. played Skyrim, they'll know what I'm talking about. Sure, which is a full grown cat person. So, Khajiit. So I know uh, no agenda talked about. <clears throat> this the other day but uh i actually clipped this for our show before no agenda talked about it but uh this is the, this is this guy's flying a little plane little piper cub kind of plane you know just like it looks i think about a two-seater he's crash landing on a road the plane ends up stopping on train tracks have you seen this video yet i have not in fact i was looking forward to seeing it yeah so these officers, there's a train coming down the train. This is like movie, movie stuff. So there, you could. This is a picture of their body cam. They are pulling this guy out of this plane while there is a train coming. He's all bloody and stuff. They're gonna get him just away, just as the train comes and smacks this. Look at that. I mean, they. I don't. It's literally just seconds away from the train. They get him out of the plane before the. The train hits that thing. All of a sudden, my internet connection has been unstable. You can still hear me, though, right? Yeah. yeah well, it really it started padding it out pretty good. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So, there it goes. Yep. I'll look at it. There, just paused. But, uh, yeah, so they're I, amazing work. So, <laughs> they're, you know, there's three guys trying to pull the one out of the plane, and then there's a female officer that's over on the tracks like, hey, guys, hurry up train's coming train's coming and then they all get away and then whack and then there there's several oh, wow yeah wow, that was close i mean it is like three or four seconds be- between when they get that guy there's some other camera views from like street cams and stuff and you just see bits and pieces of this plane flying everywhere so it's an amazing video uh so look for it on the internet i got a link here course it goes uh to uh, i think i clipped fox news there but yeah just a couple duff- different angles on different sources on the internet but it, way to go first responders i yeah, really. this is this is why we don't pay you enough and you you really take care of us yeah it's a thankless job for sure uh, now did the guy yell when the train hit wait my phone <laughs> <laughs> someone well, go surprise back. me Someone go back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So. Um, what are we looking at now? Well, down in oh print. This is interesting. Now, do you, do you remember when we were growing up? I, 
I'll say early eighties, there was that movie Piranha and uh, you know, people would be swimming and yeah, still get nightmares. Yeah, and like the Amazon and then these little piranha the, the piranhas would just chew people up in like thirty seconds and stuff. Yeah. So down in down in Paraguay, uh alarm has been raised in Paraguay by a series of piranha attacks in recent days, leaving four bathers dead and more than twenty others injured with an with with it unusual for the fish to be so aggressive. So now, you know, when we buy piranhas here in the Western world in the States, now, uh, you can see, if you click on the um, picture, you'll see the piranha there, and there's a guy holding the piranha, and he's pulling the fish's lips down so you can see its teeth. Now, when you buy a piranha at a store here in the States, they actually cut the lips off of piranhas so they look fiercer, so they're teeth are always showing because that's you know part of their moniker so but uh growing up i just remember being scared of piranhas because of these movies that we watched specifically the movie priana i almost said brianna that's my daughter's name but uh the piranha movies because people would the piranhas would be this massive a bunch of fish and they'd be like death by a thousand paper cuts except they'd chew you up that way so but there's been all these reports of these piranhas just chewing on people in the water so uh they said they're looking at chemicals in the water to try to keep the piranhas away but isn't that how we get um piranhas that have mutated is <laughs> by chemically treating things i don't Anytime we try to mess mess with the natural order, something else comes to bite us. Hello, coronavirus. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know. So they're just trying to figure out why all these people are getting bit by piranhas now. But I don't go swimming in Paraguay. I, I mean, outside of a pool, but maybe not even a pool. I don't know. But uh, that's pretty yeah. big. That one picture of the piranha. yeah they yeah they get uh, pan size. You know, if you caught it and wanted to fry it up, now, I don't. I've I've never <laughs> never read a story on what piranhas taste like, but they do eat a lot of stuff, so they may not like. You know, if you get, it's like uh, you know, the guys that go noodling in the rivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, they'll pull those like forty pound catfish out and stuff. They're not actually very good to eat because they've been eating crap off the bottom of the river so long that they're just full of garbage their meat is doesn't taste good yeah you gotta like soak them in salt water forever so the Mm. younger catfish tastes better so all right like a gar right uh yeah that's the old bill bill cosby joke sorry bill you're really (laughs) funny though you take the gar and you you'd uh, pack it in manure and and put it on the fire put it under the coals cook it throw the fish away and eat the manure so uh that's the old joke tastes anyway like, tastes like chicken <laughs> i don't know what chicken you've had <laughs> so there is a story that a lot of people missed because of uh it came out between the holidays but alexa tells 10 year old girl to touch live plug with a penny so the suggestion came after the girl asked Alaska Alexa for a challenge to do. And the Alexa said, plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet, then touch a penny to the explo- exposed prongs. <laughs> so Amazon said it fixed the error as soon as the company became aware of it. That's not an error. How did it get in there? That's either sabotage or somebody was being cute. <laughs> and it ended up staying in there. Yeah. I, uh, hey, artificial intelligence. It's working. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, certainly not actual intelligence. So it, there you and then some of the dumbest things are in this article. Like, here's a sentence in this article that I just want to stab the reporter <laughs> in the eye. Metal sucks. Metals conduct electricity, and inserting them into live electrical sockets can cause electric shocks, fires, or other damage. Really? Huh. Thank you. Tell me more, Oracle. (laughs) (sighs) 
The el- oh my gosh, this is just <laughs> the outcome from this is that someone will get seriously hurt. You think? <laughs> this isn't. This is the BBC. I thought they were supposed to be way smarter than we are. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, I guess maybe we should read this with a British accent, and then it'll all sound fine. <laughs> that makes it funnier, <laughs> so just let you know. <laughs> Say the same joke with an accent. Right. Yeah, the, um, this this line, as soon as we became aware of this error, we took swift action to fix it. Really? Yeah. So I, so somebody was, I, the there's lots, of, if you go on to news.com, and you'll see all the different stories that came up. Basically, what happened was, is people are posting... Kids are posting this on TikTok as a challenge. And so yeah. Alexa was searching for challenging things to do. And of course, just reading just like it would from Wikipedia or something up else up. And so this is this is what this is what you get when you don't mm-hmm. when AI actually is not intelligent. So, you know, it that's this is what you get. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just that story just drives me. And part of it is because I remember my middle son um, crossing his finger across prongs while he plugged something in, and it knocked him on his keister about six feet back. So, mm-hmm. and, and I remember when I was a maybe six or seven, uh, not understanding electrical sockets and trying to pry something pry something was broken or something i was trying to pry something plugged into a socket out with a fork because that was the best pry bar i could find mm-hmm. yeah that didn't work out well i learned my lesson quite quickly but you know alexa still you know it was just simply an error so anyway yeah, okay understatement understatement <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else you'd like to talk about today sir? well actually it's funny you mentioned ai because that's something I feel kind of passionate about. So in all these news stories, we keep hearing about this, this program uses AI. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it doesn't. Um, stop using. Now this has an element of AI and it's collecting information, trying to learn about behavior, but so often people go, Oh, this phone app is using AI. It's like, yeah. Okay. Have you seen a big spreadsheet before with a lot of calculations and so forth? Mm-hmm. That's not AI. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they're just semi-sophisticated programs. You know, stuff where AI is really being used is trying to understand us yeah. and languages like chatbots. Imagine all the different ways somebody could type or say their question. And usually these phone systems, even if some a person's on the line is like, what? Well, they're, <laughs> they're using AI to kind of uh, um, analyze the language and patterns and data and trends and, uh, yeah, and learning about how stuff works. Um, actually, social media is using a lot of AI stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just get so sick of, oh, it uses AI. It's like, it's a banking app. There's no AI involved. Yeah. Now we, we do use stuff like uh, learning. Um, what is it called? Uh, the, the predictive learning and the, oh, yeah. where we just throw algorithms at something and it finds connections that a person could never come up with even like sherlock holmes could sure. come up with but uh like i said unfortunately the, some of the biggest advent- advantages uh or uh um biggest advances are in social media and if you don't believe me watch the movie the social dilemma Ooh. have you seen that on no, netflix I, I haven't so just a warning it's pretty scary but it's half fiction and half documentary so they have people from all these social media companies come in and they interview them and they basically basically talk about how the algorithm has gotten away from them (laughs) and they can't control it very much and they ask many of them so are your kids on social media and they're like oh wait no no way no (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a pretty good show it's not perfect it it's kind of strange like i said it's part fiction and but it's really well done. I, I would recommend it just for informational purposes. That's like yeah. kind of like back in the day, somebody <clears throat> was interviewing Madonna and they asked her, do you let your daughter watch MTV and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, absolutely not. 
My daughter doesn't get it. Uh, it's kind of weird, Madonna, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so people talking about uh, what was eHarmony, you know, and other oh, dating apps. Yeah. That's that's not artificial intelligence. It's very sophisticated, or pro- probably not even that sophisticated um, algorithms and things like that. Even GPS, which is very, very, very impressive, as we spoke mm-hmm. about earlier. That's not using artificial intelligence. It uses some crowdsourcing to tell us that there's a cop ahead or mm-hmm. traffic slowed down. So, like this, you know, the closest thing I think we've come to is uh, our Mars rovers, like Sojourner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Curiosity. Um, yeah, they have perseverance. Some aut- uh, autonomous. Yeah. yeah. Autonomous. Yeah. I, I heard somebody say smart as a grasshopper before, which <laughs> is probably an exaggeration. It's probably not that smart yet. Yeah. But they have a level of intelligence. Yeah, they have um, a, lot because, of, a level of autonomy to do things. Yeah, you, you can't use a joystick and a camera and an internet connection to control the the rover on Mars. It's a little delay. So, um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, well, yeah, just, and there's a delay not only getting from Earth to Mars, but the rover talks to a satellite that's in orbit that is actually communicating with Earth. And so that satellite only comes around to talk to the rover. I don't, I think it's every 45 minutes or something like that. So it's only like once an hour, the rover is, has contact with the satellite that it can actually talk back to earth. Oh, so it's far, far worse than that. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what the AI is for is to, you know, and, oh, I've got a Roomba in my house. Well, (laughs) kind of smart, but yeah, not artificial intelligence, just really, really sophisticated programs. I, I remind people all the time that intensively nested if then statements does not make intelligence so there can be more to it than that yeah but but uh, but in in general like your banking app is a bunch of if then statements did they push this button if yes then do this if no then do this authentication token yeah (laughs) right it's a bunch of if then stuff that just cycles you through to the correct answer which you can do in in life, but the because you're using a a processor, it can do it in a microsecond. Whereas if we did it on pen and paper, it'd take forever. But basically, it's a lot of a lot of stuff we chalk up to artificial intelligence is basically if then statements in a basic protocol program. So, yeah, the the word I was trying to figure trying to recall was machine learning and deep learning. Yeah. Which even that is, it, it's simplistic to call it trial and error, mm-hmm. the deep learning, but that's really what it's doing. And then it tries all kinds of different things and then it can draw correlations between actions. But yeah, what was correlations the, aren't always causalities. So no, yeah, there's more to it than that. So yeah. What, what was the one a few years ago that they released on social media as its own like Twitter handle or something like that? And, and it, it tore it down right away. Yeah, because it, it get racist. Yes, it went totally nuts. <laughs> yeah, and, and because it was learning from people teasing it, basically. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now people can break too. We're certainly there's plenty of people that are artificially intelligent too. They're certainly not genuinely intelligent. So. No. Um, uh, well, any but, yeah, we're a lot smarter than we yeah. act. I guess. Yeah. Until, until well, the day we're maybe doomed as a race is when machines can program their own code, I guess. Which they, in some ways, some of these machine learning things kind of do, but I guess, you know, overall, when they can, repro- when they can reproduce and uh, program themselves, that, that might be the day that we need to really wake up. So well, Let's face it, in America, they're just trying to control the stock market. <laughs> Make somebody very, very rich. Yeah, well, that's very true. Well, our uh, final story today is this kind of really interesting story of a guy who was stumbling down a street in uh, Lewiston, Maine, carrying his own severed arm. And he's saved by two public workers, public workers who saw him and happened to be trained in the use of tourniquets. So... 
It, uh, Mary Ann uh, Brencheck, director of Lewis, Lewiston Public Works, said it had to be divine intervention because two of my best guys just happened to be there standing, uh, sanding sidewalks. They couldn't have been better guys for this kind of situation. So this guy's arm was severed at the shoulder. Uh, looks like he worked in a place that had bandsaws and somehow... Uh, now, you've used a bandsaw before, right? Like in shop class back in school? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I And my older brother had some solvent on gloves and it got caught in a bandsaw and he chopped the end of a finger off. Or, so you could see about like maybe, you know, you're losing a finger or something like that. I don't know how you get into a bandsaw so that an arm comes off. So I you know, some of these industrial things, the bandsaws are, you know, running at very high RPM. So I guess if he kind of tripped um, and fell into the bandsaw, I guess it could ch- chop your arm off. But, man, you'd think it would cut into his torso or something like that. But regardless, I can't imagine working someplace, losing my arm through an accident, picking my arm up and then just walking down the street looking for help. And then not only that, that you stumble on a couple of strangers that are just out sanding sidewalks because it's icy outside and they happen to know how to do tourniquets and can render first aid. That is more than a coincidence. That is God doing his thing. That's my personal opinion. That's pretty unlikely. Yeah. Although I do notice on this, uh, thank goodness, OSHA was contacted. <laughs> Occupational Sorry, I don't mean self and health administration like has to be alerted. Stupid, <laughs> it seems like such a stupid point. Oh, thank God, OSHA's involved. Thank now. goodness the government is going to help. I mean, yes, that that's a logical conclusion, but when in the story is so weird. Yeah. Well, and just the line before that, investigators followed a trail of blood back to the business where several people said the man had been operating a bandsaw. Why the heck didn't any of you help him? <laughs> well, and it seems like such a non sequitur that OSHA was contacted. Yeah. And I could see the next one. He had a bologna and pickle sandwich for lunch. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, <laughs> so I guess his co workers uh, were too busy reporting the accident to OSHA to help the well, guy. As they said, pick up your arm, go find somebody to help. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Walk it off. <laughs> that's the world we live in you know so i don't know what are we gonna do i have no idea but that's that's there's there's so many people now you're gonna have some good stories right that's right that's right (laughs) well uh that's about it for today we want to thank you everyone for joining us we'll be back soon with another episode i'm scott that's your cue oh (laughs) i always miss it and uh, I'm Tom. You know, on second thought, I might be willing to sell my music catalog for a cool million. There you go. But does that make me a sellout? <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad joke. Uh, goodbye from the Northern Latitudes. That's your cue to do your sign-off. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And, and goodbye from down here, too. All right. <laughs> Take care, everybody. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Hold on for a second.